Welcome to MMC Radio, brought to you by Maine Medical Center, Maine's leader in patient care, education, and research, all centered around you. Here is our host, Melanie Cole. All kids experience sleep problems every now and then, but for those that are affected repeatedly, it can really create issues during those awake hours. My guest today is Dr. Thomas Mello. He's the Division Director in Pediatric Pulmonology at Maine Medical Partners. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mello. Tell us about some of the sleep disorders. We think of sleep disorders in adults, but what goes on with children? I think some of the things that I see very commonly are problems with breathing at nighttime. Uh, patients um, and their families will say that the kids have a hard time breathing at that time or they have severe snoring. Um, another thing that I see, the families may actually see episodes where they stop breathing. And so that's something that I uh, am concerned about and want to make sure that the patients get seen. The other issue that I see quite commonly are kids that either have a hard time falling asleep or um, they tend to sleep more than would be expected. I also see patients who have uh, problems with abnormal behavior or movements during their sleep. So what are some things that we might notice if we knew, besides a child being sleepy, because kids wake up and they're still sleepy, but what could be some of the causes and what might we notice about sleep disorders? I think the what I like to ask uh, families is um, how was the quality of their sleep at nighttime? And how is their breathing, and how do they feel like they slept at nighttime? But what we know now in children is is that if patients have a harder time with their sleeping at nighttime, they seem to have problems during the day. They can have problems with functioning, with their schoolwork. Um, They can have uh, problems um, that almost look like uh, depression or can even look like anxiety or hyperactivity. What do we do for our children if we're starting to recognize some of these symptoms? We take them to see somebody, and we typically think of sleep studies, Dr. Mello, for adults, but what about kids? Can they do a sleep study, and if they do, will they even sleep in a brightly lit kind of scary sleep study spot? Well, I think in in families who have concerns about sleep issues, I always recommend that they start with their primary care physician. And if the primary care physician and they have concerns, then it's good for them to come and visit me for help. Um, I do sleep studies quite commonly in children. The Maine Sleep Institute um, does sleep studies on children every night. Um, the sleep lab is more uh, like a hotel than a true hospital. Um, the technicians who work there work with children every night, so I feel as if I actually get very good quality studies on infants all the way to 18 years old. So talking about some of the different types of sleep disorders out there, anxiety, some children just don't want to go to bed, or maybe they have night terrors, or as you say, maybe they have trouble breathing. What can you do about some of these? Give parents some of your best advice for sleep hygiene for children or getting them to bed and helping with some of these things that every child goes through at some point? Well, the things that I feel that are most important is having a routine seven nights a week and having a relatively regular sleep schedule seven days a week. I feel this is actually the most important thing for families and really helps a great deal. The other thing I think that is helpful is to have a good half hour to an hour of quiet time before they go to bed. I think 
kids to be very active and then all of a sudden go to sleep is very difficult for them. For that reason, I like to have the kids have some quiet time before they go to bed. Um, the other thing also is try and minimize electronics um, in the evening time, television watching, iPad, telephone. Um, the other thing also is make sure that the room is relatively um, clean and cool. Um, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that having a very um, um, nice environment for sleep actually encourages sleep. So what do we do with our stressed out kids? Some kids just are so busy, teenagers too, Dr. Mello, and it's not even always sleep disorders, but it's just sleep issues. Maybe they're up too late. They're just not getting good quality sleep. So what do we do with the stressful kids that just sleep doesn't come as easily because they're worried and thinking all the time? So a couple of things for me that I always want to question is, whether or not that is related just to at nighttime or if they're having problems with anxiety during the day. If they're having a lot of problems with anxiety or stress during the day, it's important that those are addressed because what happens is, is that that will play out in their sleep at nighttime, making it difficult for them to fall asleep. The other thing that's important is also, especially with teenagers, try and work with them about what they would do. I find in teenagers, telling them what to do never works. But if you try and give them some choices and say, hey, you know, I think you're staying up too late uh, on the weekends than trying to go to bed early on the weekends. It's really tough. How would you like to change um, that schedule? I think that trying to involve the teenagers in any changes is really helpful. And also, you tend to be more successful. As we're seeing an increase in obesity and the epidemic that our children are going through in this country, Dr. Mello, are you seeing an increase in sleep apnea and sleep issues in children because of obesity? I think that I'm see- what I'm seeing right now is um, patients who um, are, are overweight. So we know that in patients who are overweight, they're an increased risk for having sleep apnea. So what happens is that many of these patients need to have sleep studies throughout sleep apnea. Some patients, because of sleep apnea, will need a tonsillectomy and an adenoidectomy. Other patients may need to actually undergo um, what I call CPAP therapy, which is a mask they wear at nighttime to help keep their airways open. I think I also see a lot in the patients I see in the clinic for overweight kids here is problems with um, sleep hygiene, um, in the fact that the kids are just having a hard time with sleeping. And so many times I'll work with the kids in that area as well. Is it normal for children to snore? Well, I think for snoring, the times I become concerned if the families are noticing snoring on a nightly basis that it's loud, especially if the families those things that the kids are having pauses in their breathing at nighttime, and also if the families notice they have an increased work of breathing. Those are all concerns that uh, are to bring to your primary care physician. Because in those patients, they might might benefit from a sleep study to answer that question. Dr. Mello, what about nightmares from children from two years up till, gosh, into their teenage years? Kids can suffer from scary dreams that disrupt their good quality sleep. What's a parent to do about those? And are they something that are a real problem or just something most kids go through? So I see two different kinds of things especially in younger children who are less than four or five, I see a thing called sleep terrors or night terrors. It's uh, something like sleepwalking and that the children will wake up in the first half of the night 
and then they'll have crying and screaming, but they seem awake during the episode. This is actually relatively common. The one thing that I do recommend families do is to not try to interact with the kids too much because that tends to prolong the episodes, but to keep the kids safe until the episode ends, they go back to sleep. The other thing I see is also nightmares. Nightmares tend to happen in the second half of the night. They're also very, very common. With nightmares, some of the things um, that I are helpful are to t- have the families talk about it the next day. Also, it's important to see if there's any other triggers, such as stresses during the day, scary movies, shows that may be scary for the children. Many times, these types of things could be big triggers for nightmares. And what about medications? In this age, so many people are on things like Ambien to help them sleep at night. What do you do for kids? Is there medication to help children sleep? And do we even want them taking any of these things? Uh, My own recommendation is to avoid medication. Um, There's a couple problems with medications in children. One of them is, is that some of the medications that have been used in adults have not been shown to be very effective in children. The other problem is that there are not very many studies of using medications in children um, that have been shown to be effective. In general, I try and stay away from these medications. Um, I also think that um, for me, um, I do, especially with the kids who are sleeping, I do a lot of work with the kids' sleep schedules and trying to work out what the best routine for them is. So in just the last minute, Dr. Mello, give parents listening your very best advice about sleep issues in children and why they should come to Maine Medical Center for their care. Uh, my concern is, is that especially if the families are concerned about their children with snoring, um, difficulty breathing night, or positive breathing, um, we have a really nice environment and take care of kids all the time um, to help do sleep studies in children. The other thing is if you find that having significant sleep problems, either with a hard time sleeping or sleeping too much or problem with behaviors while they're sleeping, um, and you're kind of working with the primary care physician and feeling stuck, I feel like um, we can be a very helpful resource for you. It's great information and something parents really need to hear. Thank you so much, Dr. Mello. You're listening to MMC Radio. And for more information, you can go to mainmedicalcenter.org. That's mainmedicalcenter.org, mmc.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.